Eagles Entertainment. On Monday, December 27th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey, coach, appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks. We'll get started here with Mike Kay and then Ed Kraft. Hey, Nick, uh, can you provide an up updates on Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, Nate Herbig, Kayvon Wallace, and Brandon Brooks? Sure. Um, I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll go through it one at a time. So, Nate... Um, I'm looking down at my sheet. He had a he had a knee sprain. He could have returned if we needed him to. Um, Jordan Howard, you know, we uh, MRI came back good, and um, you know, again, we're hopeful. I'm not going to put any timetables on anybody, but we're hopeful for for Jordan. Miles Miles did uh, break his hand, um, and obviously he'll be out this week, and then we'll we'll uh, reevaluate after a week. Um, we're hopeful we can get him back at some point this season. Um, and so he will not be going to IR. Uh, Kayvon Wallace had a had a hip pointer. He should be fine. And um, oh, the last one with with Brooks. Yeah, no new update. Had Ed and then Dave. Uh, hi, Nick. Um, Jalen Hurts only had two carries yesterday. I wonder if that was just the game plan. Was it just kind of protecting? his ankle, and then what does it say about his development as a passer that he's able to win a game uh, like he did with just two runs? Yeah, and that was actually similar to the game last week, right, with uh, with how he played, having two quarterback ratings over 100 and, and not not doing it a lot with his, with his legs. So it's, I think it says a lot of, about his development and what he's, and what he's done. Uh, but no surprise there, Jalen, Jalen works uh, – like crazy to get better and he's, he's just getting better each week. And so, um, you know, and you, and you always have, you're going to have some uh, down games here and there. I know, you know, he'll always want that that first giants game back, but you know, these last two games have been really good for him. Um, as far as our plan. Yeah. You know, a little bit, uh, is, um, what the defense was giving us and a little bit was, you know, you know, just being extra careful with his, with his ankle. But, uh, I think we're past that point. I think we're able to be able to do anything he needs to do to for us to win the football game. So that means just playing how we need to play to win. And so I don't I don't see there being any restrictions moving forward. Go ahead, Dave, and then John McMullen. Hey, Nick, with the uh, the NFL hiring cycle about to get started here again, uh, it seems like Jonathan Gannon's name is already starting to come up. So first off, uh, how do you think he would be as a head coach? And, and secondly. Have you given much thought to how you want to handle these situations as a head coach, as some of your staff might get uh, interest elsewhere? Um, yeah, that's good. Thanks, Dave. That's a good question. Um, I think uh, Jonathan would be an awesome head coach. I really wouldn't wanted to make a joke right there and be like, he'd be terrible because I really want him to keep, I want to keep him here, uh, you know, because I think so highly of him, but um, but I think he'd be he'd be awesome again for the same reasons I, I hired him to be our defensive coordinator. It'd be the same reasons I think he'd be a really good head coach. Um, and so you know, obviously, when t people on your staff and people you know in the building are getting op you know get opportunities like that or get mentioned in that, that means you're doing doing some good things. And so you know that's the plan. Like you know that's what you always want as a as a coach. Uh, for your coaches to you know get the opportunities because you've been you've been you've been doing well, um, and so um, you know obviously that's that's flying. What was your second uh, question on that? My just how how do you handle those situations? Have you given thought to how you'll handle them as they arise? Whether it's I guess my for head coaching yeah. jobs or or just promotions elsewhere. 
Yeah, I guess uh, the way I would handle it is similar to kind of, I guess I go back to to those situations I went through. I always wanted to make sure, obviously, that I got my my work done before, you know, for the team that I was currently working for before I did anything to get ready, you know, for any head coaching opportunities. Um, and so I was really only presented with that chance a couple times or w- one time in particular back in 2018. And there was a conflict between an interview and a game. And I, I just thought that, um, you know, th- that game to our team was more important than anything else. And so I would anticipate um, my, my suggestion to our coaches has always been make sure you're ready um, before the season even starts for your head coaching opportunities. Um, again, because this is an experience that I was able to go through. Um, that way, you're when you're in the season, your 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 sole focus is on winning that football game and, and doing what we need to do to help the organization that we're in now. And so, uh, uh, that's my message to these guys. And uh, you know, uh, yeah. Go ahead, John, and then Tim McManus. Hey, Nick. Uh, can can you give me your thoughts on 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 TJ Edwards from an offensive perspective? What what he's added to your defense? It seems you guys really took off when when he got placed in the middle there, and kind of wondering what your thoughts are and what he's added to your team. Yeah, you know he plays with great uh, physicality. Uh, he's constantly ripping at the football. A very smart player, and so that's what the one thing that I really really and and. One the couple things that really stand out for me again as a, as an offensive coach looking at the defense is, hey, you're going to get thumped when you when you go across the middle. You're going to get thumped when you come through the through the backfield, and you better protect that football. Again, I know the strip attempt. Uh, we're not getting a ton of fumbles out, but they're coming. They're there with they'll TJ and TJ is at the head of that because he is constantly ripping at that football. So um, those are those are the main things that stand out, and I, I just think he's playing really good football right now. Um, and he, he's doing a great job leading the defense. We'll go to Tim and then Bo. Hey, Nick, uh, two really quick COVID-related questions, if I can. Uh, number one, with uh, with your return, did you uh, test negative upon return, or did you do the you know the the new CT uh, value of thirty-five or greater? Yes, both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the, the second. Okay. Uh, so the second one is uh, obviously there's there's a pretty good surge going on right now. Uh, are you doing anything further with your protocols, and have you rethought um, separating the quarterbacks at this point? Yeah. Um, so we uh, we definitely did some did different things that were mandated that weren't mandated a couple weeks ago, and we're going to continue with that. Um, we are con- we are talking through it even more so as a staff. Uh, today, um, I talked to a couple other head coaches and, and, and tried to figure out what they're doing because we all know, like, like we, it's we're going to need to win this game this week. We're going to need all hands on deck. And so, what is the best course of action? And obviously, we're t- I'm, I'm talking to our doctors um, and uh, our trainers to, to figure out the best course uh, of attack. And we're, we're going to make some adjustments. I'm not there 100% yet because I don't have to be quite yet, Tim, with. Um, you know, be, with the players not being back yet. Um, but we're going to definitely make even more adjustments to, than what we need to just to keep everybody safe. And the quarterbacks, I mean, yes, the quarterbacks will be in separate rooms. Um, and, and we're going to do – they're going we're going to be even ultra – even more safe with them, with them being in separate rooms. Go ahead, Bo, and then Jeff. 
Hey, Nick, having, having watched the film, uh, what were the plays that, that you and Jalen might want to have back in that first half? Um, and then also very, very quickly, is there a Davion Taylor update just to add him to the list of injured guys? Uh, Davion Taylor, no, I got new, I got no new update on him. Um, but with Jalen and myself, um, yeah, you know, the, there's, there's going to be, there was a couple of throws that I thought, I'm like, man, he missed that one. And then, and I think to the, to the naked eye, you could be like, man, he missed that one. But you know, there was a stop route on the boundary um, to um, to uh, Jalen Rager, and he kind of skipped it to him. Well, when you look at it, the guy tip, the guy gets close to hitting his arm, and he tips the ball. Um, so that's where that died. And and then you know, there's a missed throw that to the to to me in the game looked like he missed it on a diag on a, a flat route to Miles. Um, and I, if you guys know what, which one I'm talking about, it was, it was early in the game. We were backed up. It was first quarter. It looked like he missed it to Miles. And on second thought, on second look at it, Miles' angle was at eight yards, and Jalen's throwing it to a spot at five yards because that's exactly where Jalen's expecting him to be. Um, and so those were the two, like, in the game, I'm like, gosh, hit, let's go. Let's hit that right there. We need that. And neither of them were his fault. Um, so – Really, my my point of saying all that is the two, the only two I really want back because I thought he played, I thought he did was was great with his decisions and was doing things that, um, you know, that he needed to do to help us win the game. But the only two I want back is the ball security that came out that Dallas Goddard was right there to recover, and then um, the one where he threw an interception that got overturned. So it was just those two of being careless with the football um, that I want back for him. Otherwise. Again, things that may have looked like that were Jalen's fault were not Jalen's fault, and I think that's important that that uh, you know you're not always, obviously outside world you're not always going to know that, and you're not always going to know the other way either, right? When it was Jalen's fault, when it didn't look like it was Jalen's fault, um, but so really looking at that, those are the two the, the ball security things are what we want back, um, you know, and I'll, I'm going to talk to him even a little bit more uh, later today. Thank you. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach. Nick, is uh, Brandon Brooks's absence related to injury or something else? Yeah, Jeff, uh, no new, no new update right there. Uh, still working through that. Still working through that peg strain. Does he have a chance to be back this season? Again, uh, no timetable. Um, we're playing each week, week by week, and and trying to figure it out. Zach and then Martin. Hey, Nick. Whether it's coincidence or not, you guys and the Colts have had similar kind of in-season turnarounds here, and you were a part of this in Indy in past years as well. Is there anything to that, and how do you get it so your team is playing its best ball in December and January? Yeah, I think there's a lot to that um, in the sense that, you know, what Frank was so good at preaching was how do we get, I know you guys have heard me say this a million times, how do you get a little bit better each day? And it is our, you know, that is our intensity at practice. It is our detail and walkthrough and our full speed of, to the snap and walkthrough and our detail in meeting, starting with the coaches and then to the players. And, and if you can be in this trajectory or, if you will, let your roots grow, your flower roots grow, right? All right, okay. All right but if you can be in that trajectory where you're doing this a little bit more each day and you can truly live by that and just know that I'm not thinking about – 
right? I'm not thinking when the outside world might be thinking about playoffs. I'm thinking about how I'm going to get better today to get better tomorrow, to get better the next day, to get better the next day, so we can go 1-0 this week. And I, and it's just staying in the moment and going little bit at a time. Um, and when you're in this trajectory, I don't think every team thinks that way. And I, don't, I, I know it. I know it does. I've been on different teams. And, and so if you can get a little bit better and people level out at the end of the year, you're going to pass, pass teams up. Um, and so that, that's, you know, I saw it work firsthand with Frank lead, leading it uh, that way. And, and, again, I always thought that was an unbelievable message, um, you know, regardless of the situation you're in, right, whether you start 2-5, and five, whether we were in Indy and we started 1-5. and five. I believe Indy this year may have been 1-4. and four. I, don't, I can't remember exactly. But you just stay the course and, and you chip away at it. You're not – you can't – just like you can't score uh, if you're down 17 points or uh, – you can't score a seventeen point touchdown, or in Frank's case, right? I get the best guy to ever learn from there. If you're down thirty, this this thirty for thirty was just on. If you're down thirty one to thirty one to three in the second half of the AFC divisional round against Houston Oilers, you can't score it all in one in one in one shot. So it's just staying in the moment and going a little bit each time. And I learned that a lot from Frank, and I and I know our guys believe in that, and and I know our coaches believe in that, and we just we just talk about it every day. What are we going to do to get a little bit better today uh, to put us in a position to go one and zero this week? We have time for two more, so go ahead, Martin, and then Rob Motti. Hey Nick, um, I want to ask you about Boston Scott. I mean, here's a guy you know obviously didn't play at all for six games, you know, on offense, and and you know it seems like every time you need him to come in, he. he does the job for you and obviously with miles going to be out this Sunday and you know Jordan's situation up in the air I mean how, how important is a guy like Boston Scott become to have on the team and also like the running game in general like how important do you see that especially like in December and January you know playoff stuff on is on the line thanks yeah for sure um yeah just Boston is a guy that you know has has kind of just Every time he's called upon, exactly what you're saying has 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 came through, um, and we have no doubt that he'll be able to do the same thing this week when called upon. And he, he did it yesterday, and so um, it's great to be able to have that type of depth, you know. And I think when you really look at when you look at it, we got a good group of backs. Um, you know, we got four backs that I think a lot of teams would like to have. So, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of teams out there that are, are looking and being like, man, how do we how do we get Boston Scott on our team? Um, you know, how do we get this type of, of, of group of backs that if there's an injury, we don't miss, we, you know, we seamlessly don't miss a beat when, when the next guy comes in. And so great credit to Howie and his staff of, of building that depth. Um, and then just great credit to, to, to Boston, knowing that he can make those plays um, and just being, being there. Um, and stepping in when it, when he's called upon, and I and I'm sure you know I know Boston wants even more opportunities, and he deserves more opportunities. We're just a really deep group uh, at back, and but you know you know when when his number is called, which it will be more more and more this week, um, I got no doubt that he's going to come through. And then as far as running the ball, try to sorry I didn't answer your other question. As far as being able to run the football, particularly in December, you know especially out here in the Northeast, you, you got to be able to right. Um, because you just never what, – what a beautiful day we had yesterday, right, on uh, December 26th to be able to have the sun shining like it was um, and, and everything, the temperature like it was. Uh, but that's – we know that's a – you know, I grew up in the northeast over there in Jamestown, New York. I know that's a rarity at this time of the year. And so, uh, y- you know, 
less bad things can happen when you when you hand the ball off. And so we we definitely need, um, especially when the weather is not the way you want it to be. Uh, so we we definitely r rely on that run game, particularly at this time of the year. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Nick, the end result yesterday for Jalen was a passer rating over 100 and a, a pretty good game all around. How much more do you learn about him, though, that he had to overcome that first half to get there as opposed to if it was consistent start to finish? Do you get more out of or do you learn more about his resiliency that way? Yeah, you never I don't ever want to test it, though. You know, <laughs> probably, hey, you know, with the, the start and slow or anything like that. But again, yeah, he is a resilient guy. He he he's able to fight through and stay in the moment, you know, and I think that's what you want out of all your players. I know that's what you want out of all your players um, to be able to put those, you know, I kind of explained it earlier too, like to be able to put those, those, uh, the ball, you know, it was all about the ball and, and, and not, you know, having those things that happened early on in the game with the, with the football where they were a little careless with football and then put that out and being able to move on. And he did the same thing in the Washington game. Uh, again, we can't have the, that situation, but he has he's rebounded nicely, um, you know. And then that goes back to his last his last game before these two games, these two hundred quarterback ratings plus. These last two games was his worst game, right? His, we all know that the game he played against the Giants was his worst game of the year, and see how he's rebounded from that, right? And so I just it speaks so much. the The guy's got great character. The guy's got great football character. Uh, you know, you need just what you want out of your quarterback and one of your leaders. And so, um, again, I didn't think the first half to, was as bad as uh, I initially, you know, I initially thought. And I really, I really wasn't all bad. It was more about the really the first quarter. I thought it was a little bit more than I thought. And then when you watch the tape, you know, and, and the it was, and it was as an offense. But when you watch the tape for the quarterback, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, it was just those two things that we talked about with the ball. But um, you know. Yeah, great resilience, re resiliency from our from our quarterback, and and that's what you need because uh, the rest of the guys will follow. All right, thanks for the time, Coach. Thanks, everybody. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.